0: Hello, and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. I'm your host for today, Tom Wolford, and I have with me a stranger that we haven't seen for a very long time. Mr. Bob Maratti. Hey, what's up? It's been a while. What what is up? It's been like half a year. In the house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) May I say, I mean, you guys listening to the podcast cannot see this, but Tom is rocking a hoodie (laughs) that I'm loving. It's a Warrior of Sunlight from Dark Souls hoodie. Praise the sun, everyone. (laughs) Praise the sun. (laughs) Loving it. I love it. I'm 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 wearing two
0: levels in fact of pop culture video game pop culture because under this hoodie I'm wearing my uh Zelda Majora's Mask t-shirt as well. Nice. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a sucker for clothing if anybody wants to send me any. So anyway, <laughs> enough rambling at the start of this podcast.
1: Uh what's going on, Bob? Well, Where man, yeah, I mean, it's it's been, as you said, half a year since I last participated in a podcast because my life was literally turned upside down. And I'm not going to quote the, the song from Prince of Valer. So I'm just going to say I, I moved back to Spain. That was already like six months ago. And, and I've been, uh, yeah, setting myself up, getting my my shit up and running, connection. And, you know, all that comes with moving in internationally and having very little time for anything. So uh yeah that's what I've been up to. I mean I've been c- the good news is that I've been connecting back with the the rest of the Go Play that crew. We're slowly banding up together again locally which um is really cool. I expect a lot of more uh, on-site content from us. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Wake first
0: up. of all, that's going to be the uh 24-hour marathon that we're doing on the 11th of November. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, although for you, it's more like a 12-hour marathon.
1: Yeah, because I I got myself (laughs) with... um, I I signed up to um, um, a course to become a professional masseuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm not even kidding. But yeah, I I didn't know that it was going to be like on a Saturday, although it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And therefore, yeah, I joined it. It It's pretty much the only day that I could do it. So missing one class would pretty much ruin my whole lesson so i i'm gonna be joining it later but beware i mean i'm gonna be awake anyway so it kind of counts yeah it's It's not like i'm gonna be sleeping on the on the course i'm gonna be awake it's gonna be 24 hours for me as well
0: yeah so we are gonna do 24 hours live stream like we did last year uh you can check that out on the youtube channel um go play that at youtube uh see all the shenanigans we got up to last year but um I'm really looking forward to this one. We're we're doing it for Special Effect. Uh Rob and I have been going through the schedule putting a lot of great games in there. Um so, yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh mm-hmm. you can also go to goplaythat.com to find the link to donate to us. Um well, not to it, us, to Special Effect. <laughs> well, yes, to Special Effect. To to <laughs> yeah, directly to them. It's not going to rest in my account. At through us, point. through yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll start with you then, Bob. Uh, you've been away for a long time. Uh, what yeah. the hell have you been playing?
1: Man, I mean, I've been away for a very long time, but I have, I've had very little time to actually play games, you know? So, um, what, what has been mostly my, my summer and partially my autumn would have been Elite Dangerous. This is the one that I spend most of my time on. Because it's a very, very chilled game. I mean, I don't know if I already talked about it uh, before. It's kind of like a space simulator that has been out for PC for a very long time. And it recently came up on PlayStation 4. Well, I'm I'm saying recently, but it's been already like a couple of months or three months ago. So, So, yeah you kind of are given your, your own ship and you can pretty much outfit it the way you want in order to do whatever you want. You can go be a trader, you can go be a bounty hunter, you can go exploring the galaxy, which is huge, by the way. I mean, it has it falls nothing short of No Man's Sky. I mean, No Man's Sky, I don't remember the the amount of planets it has randomized, but um, what Elite Dangerous has instead is like solar systems. So you you can just, I think it has like 400 billion systems to explore. And um yeah, possibly these are just where I mean it depends on, on your on your outfitting. It's a very complex game and it has a very steep learning curve, I gotta say. It's easy to get lost and um it's easy to find like a roadblock because maybe you plot a course into somewhere and halfway through you run out of fuel and it's like oh shit, now what? So you would need to either yeah, you have very few options. You would um, you have to like set up a beacon and expect for some other player to come and help you because it's it's actually online, like persistent online. You can see other players. You can you can play solo as well on a separate private instance, but it's not as fun, I gotta say. And um, yeah, setting up a beacon makes people able to help you, but also makes you kind of like a target. So, who gets to you first—the pirates or the helping hands? I don't know. Uh, but it's a fun experience. It's very chilled. You can just like um, make some money by sending some trade routes and upgrading your ship, getting new ones. There's a lot of ships to sh- to choose from, so um, that that keeps me busy. My average session is from is like two three hours every time, and I've been playing maybe it could have been like seventy hours over these past few months. And I'm not even started. I mean, I haven't even started with the crafting system. I've only got like a couple of of ships or maybe three ships out of the 30-something the game has. It's constantly expanding. Now they just released, literally, like a few weeks ago, um, they just released another big patch where they introduced a hostile alien race. So it's no longer other, other ships, other players and other pirates. Now you have actual aliens that nobody understands. Because they don't know if they're peaceful. They don't know if they're hostile. They don't know how to behave. Cause you may, I don't know. So I've seen some people on YouTube videos, like approaching them, scanning them, see what they have, see what they don't, like maybe approaching them slowly. And if they just detect that you're going too fast, maybe they just turn around and go hostile on you. I've seen other people that maybe l- saying like, maybe, maybe they're friendly. Let's, let's see if we can communicate. So they, he was carrying some um, some rescue pots with <laughs> adrift people that were wandering in space. So if you drop one of those, the aliens will eat them <laughs> and they will just fly away. So they're like happy, you know? So we know they eat humans. <laughs> That's what we know so far. Um, we also know they adapt weapons because one week they actually found... Um, that some certain kind of missiles uh, were powerful against them, and then the next week they no longer were. So I don't know if it's because they adapted or because the developers nerfed the missiles hard. No idea. But it's it's part of the game, you know? This sense of discovery, this sense of there's a very new thing, we want you to understand it, we're not going to tell you how. So you will have to figure it out. And people are collaborating. If you see the the Elite Dangers Reddit, it's... it's it's wonderful to see like people sharing their knowledge and seeing their oh I tried this I tried that uh, I found them on around this pot and the, I just stayed very quiet I deactivated my life support and my uh, went into a silent navigation and and they just flew away I don't know so maybe they they react to sound or to temperature I have no idea nobody does but they're trying to figure out it's really fun so there's a lot of forum lurking
0: and, um <clears throat> yeah, people chatting away, trying to trying to just basically figure out this race. Yeah. Which I is mean, a little different to something like No Man's Sky, whereas, you know, you just scan the races. You scan the aliens, and it's like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah right. I mean, it's like everything is there, so they, they plant you with the problem there, and now you guys try to figure it out. So it's kind of like that. And there is a lot of forum lurking if you want to, like... um trying to understand it better of course but you could like i don't know if you want to collaborate that's part of the meta game in my opinion so like, collaborating with everyone else and trying to get into the whole let's let's figure this shit out i think it's it's a big part of this new patch But I haven't even reached that part yet. I haven't really encountered them at all. So I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the differences between the ships are. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, what, what the best possible trade route is. And what the hell are the factions? And who are these politicians that represent them? Because there's so many things in this game that I just cannot figure them all out. I'm just going very little by little. What I'm doing right now is just gather money and buy some parts and maybe... Maybe see what they do. If I can find them some use to make more money. And whenever I feel comfortable with with my own stuff, then maybe I can move on into something else.
0: So I like it. Bob Maratti, space capitalist. Yeah,
1: space <laughs> yeah. capitalist slash cowboy. It depends on the day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. I remember
0: yeah. we were chatting uh, a little while ago, and you you were trying to collect life pods that were floating around like escape pods, mm-hmm. um, with the idea of turning them over to credits. And you found out that like humans were not worth anywhere near as much as like scrap.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were they were literally worth. <laughs> I I had two things in my in my cargo hold, so there were these human pods, and I also had corn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Corn was so much more valuable than men, you cannot imagine. <laughs> so that's that's the value you have for human life in this game, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe I got like four hundred credits for one life pot and maybe for one ton of corn I would have gotten like fifty thousand. So yeah, imagine. I I was yeah very disappointed. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> let's get these boys back to base.
0: Yeah. yeah, but space humanitarian is not on your job sheet anymore, I guess.
1: Or there's another chance. Maybe I was just taking them to the wrong place, because right. it could be. Maybe I was just taking them to some pirate base where they don't give a shit about human life. So maybe I should have taken them to some federation outpost or something. I don't know. It, you can never know with this game because it just doesn't tell you anything. You have to figure out it by yourself. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's part of the fun. I really like that that bit. That's but yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a game that I don't I'm not really tired of playing and I'm not going to get tired of playing um, for a while. So, I'm going to be I'm going to be continuing it and expect some <laughs> expect some more reports. Still suggested that maybe it would be a good idea to make content like uh, I should make some videos about how to play Elite but as if it was played by Bob Ross. And he's like, "Yes, maybe I should. Maybe I should try something like that. You know, oh, this we just find a happy little alien around here. Let's just paint this little with your lasers. You know, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. I'm maybe gonna I shoot should. this happy little alien. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Make a perfect perfect landing right here. Yeah." yeah. But yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of content that could get out of that game, and I'm pretty sure that i I mean, I've been, I've even tried to do some live streams about it. But I gotta say, Elite is a very boring game to watch because it's a lot of flying from point A to point B, and you have to like traverse on a certain speed, and it will take you like maybe 15 minutes to reach a planet that you have to go to. So rather boring. Uh, I would make a supercut of highlights if it was the case. But yeah. um, i'll be I'll be telling you more about it but yeah cool um what else does
0: not sound like my kind of game but I guess there's a lot of people out there who'd be really into that kind of thing
1: yeah you wouldn't imagine man i mean if you if you just lurk the elite subreddit for a while you would imagine and you would see that there's a lot of people who are really into it that have like spreadsheets with um which systems are the most profitable for what and what is the best ship outfitting for which purpose it's Imagine. Possibilities are quite literally endless. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a game that you can actually study for. (laughs) (laughs) But you can even enjoy it if you don't do that. So that's fine. You can just outfit your your ship with a couple of cannons, try to find some criminals and shoot them down. That's it. That works well. Um, One thing that I'm missing a lot is that the PC version has VR support, but the PlayStation 4 doesn't. Right. They said that they would need to actually make it in a way that could consistently support plus sixty frames per second on each eye, and I don't think they can do it for now. They are not completely ruling it out, but uh, I haven't heard back, and nobody has, so I'm not really expecting it. We'll see. Um, and what else can I tell you about? Um, Earl and I have been investigating a little bit of um software a little piece of software called liquid sky ever heard about it
0: uh only from you guys chatting briefly yeah. uh i didn't realize it was quite so expensive i th- i thought it would be a solution to my to my issues that i still don't have a really good gaming pc
1: uh huh well um it kind of works, but yeah, of course it's it's paid. So it no longer is free. It used to be free, but they just removed that option. Um, for everyone else that I don't know, that they don't know what I'm talking about, um, Earl told me about this service. It's basically a cloud computing service, where you would connect to a remote desktop located somewhere else with a very high-end PC that can run most games, and uh, you would have the desktop streamed at yours live. So if you have a good internet connection, pretty much you can play whatever game you want, as long as you can download the, the data for the live video. And surprisingly, it works really well. I mean, with a few exceptions that I've had, it, it works really well. But yeah, um, I've seen Earl running uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds on it, and uh, I couldn't really tell the difference. I mean, he was running it on a MacBook, and it worked really well. Um... And I decided to give it a try, but the free plan back in the day was not set in Spain yet, so I could not do it without paying. So I said, like, yeah, okay, let's give it a let's give it a tenner, you know, let's spend a tenner see see what gives what this gives us. And um, <clears throat> I tried it out with Conan Exiles.
0: Okay, that's the MMO, right?
1: Mm, well, the, these kind of survival arc game, yeah. You know, I, I, I think there was another MMO from Conan, but not not this one. And uh, because I remember that Conan Exiles run pretty poorly on my PC with max settings and everything, so it, uh, and I was just going to use it as a benchmark. And um, it could have been that they also optimized the game since the last time that I played it, but it actually worked really well. I mean, it was really smooth. I could not see any pixelation or or artifacting. Um, Controls were responsive. I played it for like 10 minutes only, just to see. And uh, later on, I tried with a game that I really knew that was going to play, which was Heroes of the Storm. You know that I played it every now and then. It's pretty much the game that I go to when I play on PC. But alas, installing Heroes of the Storm, in particular Heroes of the Storm, it seems to disconnect me from the server for whatever reason. I have to report it because they're still on beta. Yeah. And I have no idea what this happens, but but it happens only with this game. And um the third game that I tried today was Final Fantasy 14, which I've been playing a little bit with her with and with um Stu and and Dan, our newest guy. You will meet him soon. Um but I haven't really managed to meet them in game I mean we're pretty much chatting and such what we've been doing. They've been running their own errands, I've been doing mine. Eventually, we'll be playing together, but the good thing about Liquid Sky is that you would have your persistent computer there, you know, with your games installed and everything, and you would just need to connect it. If I go to my work computer and log in from there, I would have all my games installed, I would have everything set there, I can just continue where I left it, you know? And uh, same if I go to my mom's. My mom's has a very, very crappy laptop computer. I would just log in there, and I would keep playing. No problem. Yeah. So it works as a go-to solution and apparently it also works very well with Android devices, you know, like phones or Nvidia Shield or tablets, not with iPhone and iPad as far as I know, but um, it, it also works like that. I've never tried it with tablets, but that's what they advertise on the website.
0: And how much was the price? Because you said you gave it, you you spent a tenner. How much did yeah. you get out of that? What you can how get much time?
1: I think you can get up to eighty uh, or to sixty hours of gameplay. So it's it's a lot of time actually. You can get a lot of time of gameplay out of a tenner. It's oh really? Um,
0: it's it's really that long?
1: Yeah, it's really very long. Maybe uh, I don't know exactly how much because I can't remember, but not less than forty hours for sure. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, it's it's pretty good. And and that's not even the subscription model. If you actually subscribe, that you get charged every month, you get like. 120 hours a month or something like that a plus like uh, a more powerful connection cheaper or you know better specs pc and such and um the good thing is that if you don't use these uh these credits that you spend on on playing with them you don't really lose them so you you can actually carry them over through the next month and such and you okay. can accumulate them so it's it's nice
0: yeah, that that could be good for me because I definitely can't get a, like 100 hours of gaming into a month nowadays.
1: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, Me neither. I mean, I've, I may have used, ever since I actually spent the tenor, I may have used like 40 minutes tops. <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. minutes. And I still have so many. I have like, a, I think it's 1,500 credits what you get for a tenor. And that's like, yeah, one credit per minute. So that would be... 25 hours 25 hours yeah I may have exaggerated before but yeah 25 hours because it's a credit a minute
0: okay yeah
1: and um, I know that before you could watch ads in order to get free credits but I don't know how they work because they were not available in Spain and I don't know if they retired the ad campaign or if it or if they just restricted the access for for free users but there are still ads that you can use to boost up your and to top up your account. Okay. No idea. I would need to check into that. But so far, I think it's uh, a step in the right direction. I remember a few years ago, there was a similar service called OnLife. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of died a painful death. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't really work out, although I was really impressed with the service. Because the first time that I tried it, it was like, okay, we're going to go open beta. And, and you had like a catalog of games that you could choose from. And I, I remember trying Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on, on life on a really crappy computer. I think it worked really well. And I was like, shit, if this is the future, then uh, come in. So yeah. I really like this. But the good part about Liquid Sky is that you don't really have a catalog of games that you have to pay for and that you have to like subscribe to. You just use your own libraries. Yeah. So you just log in into your Steam, you download your games, you log in into Origin or Blizzard, and you do your your own games. So you're only limited by whatever you can do. If I mean, for all I care, you can even install Adobe Premiere and you can edit a video. I mean, it's an actual desktop that you have. I do not recommend you do that, though. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a possible use you can give it. Why not? I mean, why not uh, use a powerful rig to make a spreadsheet? Beats me up to you man <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that yeah, um, definitely sounds
0: interesting i might i might throw a tenor in and see how it helps me play battlegrounds because i still don't even um like i played it and i played it but then i stopped playing mainly because Fortnite came out and it's on my ps4 and it runs very right. well because it's on my ps4 instead yeah. of like running battlegrounds in potato mode that <laughs> i have on my pc
1: um Battlegrounds is a really popular game as you know and it's so popular that the whole uh, I mean the actual Liquid Sky uh, staff has created a guide on how to run uh, unknowns Battlegrounds on the maximum performance with a, a number of settings that you can change in the in the application. Nice. So they have one for Battlegrounds and they have one for GTA 5 and they're going to be adding more as soon as, the, uh, as they are coming up. So depends on popularity of the game but I know for a fact that Battlegrounds works really well. I've seen Overrun run it and you can, you can barely tell, tell the difference between a native PC and, and that you would be streaming it. You can't. It works yep. well. They do recommend you use uh, a controller though. because It's not that keyboard and mouse are not working. They do work really well. It's just that it is optimized for an input that you would get from a controller. So if you can I would also recommend you play like games that do not rely that much on accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't play, for example, Unreal Tournament or Lawbreakers, sure. low for example. I haven't played Lawbreakers, but I know that it's very fast paced. I wouldn't play that, for example. Yeah. Well, but,
0: plus you would not find anybody, unfortunately, who's yeah, playing the game. <laughs> that's
1: that's what I keep hearing, yeah. yeah. But but I would I would bet that it works really well with RTSs, with MOBAs, with um, MMORPGs. So those games that are somewhat slower, I'm pretty sure that the platform works really well with those. So I recommend you give it a look at the very least. It's called Liquid Sky. And um, yeah, if you have any comments, just drop us a line. Podcast at that dot com. So yeah,
0: I'm going to check it out. I think uh, do that. I'll take do a that. look anyway and uh, see if I can get like a tenner's worth a month out. That's Almost as good as you know having my Netflix and everything else set up, and may as well just have the ability to launch a powerful PC because I've got great monitors and everything. Mm-hmm. I just have a really crappy laptop. Well, not really crappy. It's actually a very nice laptop, but it just
1: it is a laptop run. nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's cool. pretty much yeah that's pretty much all I have for now. Because mm, yeah, I've got some other things, but I I want to develop them a little bit more before running an opinion. So.
0: Sure. Well, you are uh, you know, it's just good to have you back, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy to be back. <laughs> I wish I had more time to participate in more content, but yeah, you have to take whatever moment I have.
0: <laughs> exactly. Me too. Um, so, I guess I'll go with what I've been playing. Do that. Um, so, I think the big thing that I've done, which could potentially be right up there in my list of Game of the Years, is uh, Hellblade, Center of Sacrifice.
1: Yeah, uh, I did a big one.
0: review that's up on the website, uh, talking about my feelings about that game. But really, that is an absolute stunner of a game, especially for like what could be called a double A studio, like you know, we're double we're A paying, studio. Well, it's you know the game itself is new; it's uh, out new for twenty four ninety nine. They've
1: like, been they've been made by Ninja Theory, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the guys from Ninja Gaiden, and uh, what else did they do? dead or alive yep yeah editors note that's team ninja you're talking about ninja theory actually made heavenly sword enslaved and the latest dmc back to you guys
0: so nice uh, yeah it's a really good studio but this is qu- kind of a departure for them okay uh so it's not being like- that it's quite a slow paced game ah okay good yeah Stu, Stu described it to me as a walking simulator where you actually do stuff.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sold it for you, didn't it?
0: Yeah, totally, because you know how much I love the walking sims. You had and, uh, me at walking.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Then, you know, there is some combat, which is fairly simple in its ex- execution. It's nowhere near as like Ninja Gaiden style. It's just essentially hack, dodge. Okay. Uh, there is a parry. There is a melee attack, but I don't remember ever really using them. Mm-hmm. Um but the way they ramp up the tension and the difficulty in fights is basically make it more claustrophobic and put more enemies in.
1: Mm-hmm. I see.
0: So you're you're like I was spamming the dodge and attack buttons, you know, trying to get get out of these like desperate situations. But um yeah, I might not talk too much about that uh today because it's all in my review. If you if you want to go check it out on the website, needless to say, if you don't go check it out, it's an awesome game. Um very stressful very tense okay not massively difficult but there were a lot of times where i had to put the controller down because my hands were shaking oh boy from like the stress of the combat or you know um just like because the great thing about this game is the sound design like they recommend you play with headphones i always generally play with headphones anyway but uh i was really thankful i had a pair of 7.1 surround sound headphones nice because you get voices whispering to you all the time and spooky sounds going on, and, like, you can hear them from all different angles, and uh, even the voices that are in your head give you tips in combat, so you can only lock onto one enemy at a time, and you can get encircled very quickly, or new enemies will appear behind you when you're not watching, and the voices will tell you, like, he's behind you! And you know to, like, dodge roll out of the way because somebody's coming in with, like, a hammer blow to the back of your head.
1: Oh, my. Okay. Um... The one thing that I've heard about this game, uh, I haven't tried it, but the one thing that actually surprised me is that apparently every time you die, you get a little bit more contaminated, sort of. Yes. And it's- eventually, if you let the contamination like run you over, it's game over, and you have to start all over. No more save data. No more. No more anything to get you through. That was a bit of a marketing lie. <laughs> ah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: so so you do the
1: rot does go
0: up your arm and I was starting even kind of knowing from Twitter and stuff that it's not really real um yeah I uh I was still worried about the rot because you start with some rot in your hand like a disease in your hand Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and whenever you die it goes a bit further up your arm and apparently if it reaches you your head you die okay for reals reals um but I kind of knew that it wasn't real because I'd seen some stuff on Twitter but at the same time I was still panicking about it like I didn't want to die for that reason. Mhm. So it definitely does force you into a more cautious style of gameplay. Oh, I see. I think I think it was a very good thing to do because of the the sort of the the weight of the story and how sort of tortured and dark your world is meant to be like Running in as a no fucks given, gung ho battle warrioress wouldn't really fit the style of the gameplay and the way the combat is set up. It's it's supposed to be these desperate, tense fights. So it's I think it really fits. Like it makes it more tense and more desperate if you're like I can't die hmm. because I've only got like one. I've only got my shoulder left before the rock reaches my head or whatever. It forces you into a more sort of onto the back foot with combat kind of thing. Um, And that especially, like, sometimes you can take, like, a big hit and go down. You're, like, on your hands and knees, and you have to, like, mash your buttons to get back up before the killing blow comes in. Um, The camera goes all blurry. It's really close focus on your face and stuff. And you can hear your own breathing, and the voice is, like, get up, you're going to die, you know, this kind of thing. So I think the whole thing together makes for this very tense atmosphere
1: i really like the way you describe it i mean i yeah. really wanna I, w- I really wanna give it a try i'll see i'll keep it in my in in my list yeah it's it's basically
0: i would say like uh, i i don't really want to risk co- like comparing it to other games but i think it's for me it would be like dark souls if it wasn't as irritating
1: <laughs> okay
0: so I've always had a problem with the Soulsborne games is that, you know, you tend to make... It tends tends to take you a very long time to make any sort of legit progress. Yeah. Um, and as you saw when I failed the 4 in February challenge because Bloodborne, it was simply I don't have time in my life to be able to put two hours into a game and not get anywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I know. I mean, from, from the very moment that you picked that game or... I can't remember if you picked it or if someone picked it for you, I picked it yeah. <laughs> yeah, from from the very moment that it came up, I knew that you were not going to be able to clear it in time because that's again that it requires a lot of time, just and it 's not because it's long it's because it's frustratingly hard sometimes, yeah and and yeah, it's just learning is part of the game, so that that's how it works. I get it, so I get the the comparison though if if they are supposed to be like very tense fights very very many, many close calls and you know all those things. Yeah, I I can imagine what kind of game I I expect to find. Yeah, so uh, it's a good thing uh, for me. It's a very good thing. I really like the way. Definitely,
0: it it's like having a, the some of the experience of Dark Souls, but in twelve hours rather than you know ninety or something like that. So yeah, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Hmm. Nice. I'll keep it. Um. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on it. See if it yep. comes up. And if I if I find some time to play anything, then I will definitely <laughs> be one of my first purchases. So. I'll keep an eye on it.
0: Well, my ne- my next game might fit more in with your plans. Um, okay. I don't know how you feel about match three games. I'm I'm okay with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I I bought and downloaded a little while ago, but I've actually like uh, just really played it in the last few days. I've got in my Steam channel. How long have I played it for? It's a solid twelve hours. Okay. There's a hundred so levels.
1: Match
0: game, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a hundred levels. Uh, it's called Spooky Bonus. Spooky Bonus. All right. Yeah. No. Spooky Bonus, not Spooky Bonus. That would be weird, like ghost-like <laughs> erect penises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, Spooky Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> bonus. <Bon-oose. laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a match three game from Gray Alien who did one of. The games that I really enjoyed last year, which was uh, Regency Solitaire, I think I wrote Oh yeah, about it I remember that. Yeah, so it's the same company. It's a husband and wife team, um, and it's a spooky themed match three game. And spooky, you
1: know, spooky cartoony, or actually spooky, spooky cartoony. It's okay. totally
0: cartoony Halloweeny type. Uh, Fair enough. But I knew they're getting ready to release very soon. I think a, a new sort of card game that they've made up a digital card game called Shadow Hand. Okay. And I was like, this looks pretty cool, you know what, but I still have like I really enjoyed Regency Solitaire, which is basically Solitaire but with like a,
1: with Regency? a story.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Regency Period, it's a story, uh you collect things for your house by winning matches, this kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh spooky bonus is very much the same. You you win matches, mm-hmm. uh you destroy all the match three things, and you get stuff to put in your house.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a similar game. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, um, without having tried spooky bonus. I gotta say that it sounds a lot of um, gardenscapes or homescapes because it's also like that. It's also that apparently you have to be solving some match three puzzles and then you would get stars that you would invest into decorations for for your house or for your garden and that, that's a free mobile game if you want to try it out just give it a give it a try but yeah sure i'm i'm looking uh, yeah it seems that this this company that did regency solitaire and spooky bonus they, they just take the basic formula and actually make it better somehow i mean they make it nice nice
0: I think that's what they do. Like this is this is a zero sort of microtransaction, zero pay to win. Whatever you do, like uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's just a nice take on the match three, and it's it's they're quietly addictive. Okay, both Regency Solitaire, which was essentially you know just solitaire. solitaire. Uh, this is just a match three game, but like I say, I have put twelve hours in over the last four or five days.
1: Oh, come to think about it, I'm gonna cut you a little bit there. But last year, with Regency Solitaire and the other one on the 3DS, that I forgot what the the, the name of it, the one with the horses. Shit. But we've talked about we've talked about two solitaire games <laughs> throughout 2016. Yep. <laughs> so 2016, two solitaire games were actual highlights for us. So yeah, okay, we can retire now.
0: Yep, totally. I think you know, but we this peaked. is the thing. I think uh, Grey Alien as a studio, they they. They know what the simple pleasure is, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like in this match three, they give you generous power-ups. Uh, you uh, just play through. The sound's nice. The, the game looks okay. You know, it's it's kind of basic, but hey, it's a two-person team. Mm-hmm. But there were like literally zero bugs. Uh, they make the gameplay interesting enough that I sat there and played 100 levels without really stopping. Nice. Uh-huh. You know, I was doing it in between meetings or when I was waiting for emails to come back in. You know, I work from home now, but say, hey, I don't have anything to do for 10 minutes. Instead of firing up the PlayStation and losing my mind for a uh, a couple of hours, I'm going to play two levels of Spooky Bonus. Then there'll be time for my next meeting. Cool.
1: <laughs> working. Yeah, totally home. working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I- but. But yeah, I really recommend it. I mean, it's super cheap. I forget even how much it is. I'm going to go on the Steam store now um, and
1: have a look. Spooky Maybe. bonus is if it if it comes with the same fashion as Solitaire would be. Regency Solitaire would be less than five euros. It's actually six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. it's still rather cheap, though. I mean, it is still pretty okay.
0: Yeah, I think for a tenner you can get uh you can get four. You can buy a bundle. Okay uh and you can get four games by them which i guess is regency solitaire and spooky bonus and then they've made two more match 3 games but you know the last game the last match 3 game i got this addicted to was uh you must build a boat
1: oh okay <laughs> that i didn't get to play i mean i know about you must build a boat but i yeah. i never got to play it
0: I, I played it a lot and I played it one day in particular where I was super hungover and I played it for something like nine hours in a row and it saved Shit. my life it okay. saved my life that game because <laughs> it was just a, the right level of just like challenging enough to t- keep my mind off the hangover oh, and simple enough that I didn't die while trying to play it so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not enough neuron connections exactly <laughs> sounds good to me <laughs> So, so anything yeah. else you've been playing
0: yeah the last one I want to talk about today is uh, this game that I'm gonna hold up right here
1: oh boy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's prey
0: physical copy baby there you go imagine that yeah <laughs> yeah I uh, I found prey for quite cheap in my local supermarket like okay. 20 quid I think Not it's bad. still 50 quid on PS4 to download it digitally so
1: yeah it's a it's a very new game though I mean it's been like what four months.
0: Yeah, it's, so it's definitely it 2017, but it's yeah. a, uh, you know, Sainsbury's did me a solid. What can I say?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, 20 quid. I went and bought that and bought Logan on Blu-ray, so. Okay. Mm.
1: I, yeah, I, I'm, I totally forgot that it was already out. <laughs> <But> if, <laughs> hell, if, if Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is out and Spider-Man is going to come out like really soon, Logan yeah. must have been like ages ago.
0: Well, I found it, and I bought it. So I bought Prey as well. Uh, I'd heard good things about it. It didn't seem to have, like, a massive release.
1: It was from... I haven't played the game, but from what I've heard, it was very well-received. It had a lot of praise. Yeah. But it was... Um, it, it went quite under the radar.
0: Yeah. Um. Or Or is it just something that's happening to games now? Like, the cycle is so short that, like... You know, I I forgot in the last podcast that Horizon Zero Dawn was a 2017 game.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Cuz I I bought it on something like a 40% discount on PS plus, uh, on PSN. Yeah. I was like, you know, holy shit, has this only been out for 6 months and I'm already buying it at like, you know, 60% of its normal
1: price. It, it was like at the more or less at the same time as Zelda was, and that was mm-hmm. what February or March, something like that.
0: Well, yeah. yeah it was
1: March because it was it was when the Switch was released, so it was Exactly March.
0: yeah. Yeah. So So anyway, yeah. so Prey. Um still not sure what to make of it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It's a tough one because did you play Dishonored or Dishonored two at all?
1: Um Dishonored two, no I haven't.
0: Okay. Did you play the original Dishonored?
1: I did. Right. I did it for in February even.
0: Ah, yes, of course you did. Mm-hmm. So um this Prey is by Arcane and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. which uh, I didn't know it was an arcane game. Uh, so a lot of the art style is very similar. Okay. There's a lot of Bioshock in there as well. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Bioshock in there.
1: Is that a good uh, thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I okay. quite like that Bioshock design, you know, a future, past kind of thing. Um, I'm sure there's a more technical name for, for the art style, but it's, um, you know, when you've got like 1930s art deco mirrors and toilets inside a floating space station that's off the moon of some planet.
1: I call it creepy grotesque.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. So the idea is you, you wake up, you're on a PlayStation, uh, a PlayStation, a space station, <laughs> <Your PlayStation>. uh, <laughs> a space station and your memory is shot full of holes because of these um, not plasmids that you've been using to not uh, modify your body. Okay. Um, they're called neuromods and it's basically like a gnarly needle to the eye Ugh. that gives you a new skill. Uh, but at the cost of your memory. So you have to go around. It's first-person shooter that you have to go around and find out what's happening, get off the space station, kill the invasion of aliens that are on there, that's kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of Bioshock in there. There's a lot of influence from other arcane games, such as Dishonored. Uh, one of them is is the reason that I don't like it that much, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to talk about in a minute. But the cool mechanic in this game is that the enemies are mimics. Mimics. Yeah. So uh, you get bigger enemies, which are like shadows. They walk around. They they you know look like horrible evil beings, and you can shoot them in the face. That's fine. But then you have these little sort of head crab type things. Okay. That can shape shift into anything on the level. What? Yeah. So you walk into a room and there's a desk and a ta- you know a chair and some litter on the floor and a couple of coffee cups on the table. Blah blah blah. And suddenly, bruh, that cup on the table turns into a monster.
1: Fuck that. Jump scares.
0: Yeah. Jump scares all the way. Especially again Fuck with that. my seven point one. Uh, but also, it's, you know... Deal breaker think, for me. <laughs> well, you know, because you, you get used to it. Sometimes they give you a little clue, like you see them run into a room, and you'll see them suddenly turn into a chair, and you're like, oh, I know where you are, you sneaky little bastard. Oh, uh, okay. But other times, you don't. They they have programmed it, so you'll walk into a room, and then suddenly the chair will turn into a, a bad guy.
1: Huh, okay. Um, by any chance Which times- spook
0: me up a bit, yeah.
1: Damn it. <laughs> By any chance, <laughs> did you manage to play the original prey? No, I never played the original one. I did. I mean, I can't tell you that. I it, it has very little to do, if any, with what you are telling me. Because mm-hmm. in prey, it was the original prey was a lot about um, like um, Indian, like American Indian. Um, not mythology, but you know, like spirit world shenanigans, and it had okay. some. It had some space on it, but it was mostly a sci-fi shooter with an Indian spiritual setting. Right. Okay. And I have no idea exactly how it's related to the to this to this year's prey, but.
0: No, this is this is a total, total reboot as far as I'm aware. Like yep. they, they were gonna make Prey Two that was in development for a very it long was. time.
1: It was in development for quite a few years and it was a shame that he never made it because I actually quite enjoyed Prey One.
0: Yeah. Well I don't I don't remember if this is cannibalized from what they'd been developing in Prey Two or whether it's a totally new title. I you know, I'm sure people can go and look about that. I don't remember. No idea. But the idea is here, like um yeah. So it's got some of the great things that Dishonored have. They have a great sense... uh, Sorry, arcane with Dishonored and things like that. They have a great sense of setting. The space station is majestic. You've got this really incongruous mashup of, like, Bioshock-level 30s art deco coupled with sci-fi. But then it's also, like, what we would think about the 60s and 70s sci-fi. Okay. So, you know, you've got a real glass helmet when you need to go outside um, into Zero-G... Uh you've got your like the propulsor that allows you to like land softer if you're falling from a great height. It's like actually fan powered. Oh, why? It's okay. not like jets things like this. The weapons are quite interesting because none of the weapons as yet turn you into a badass.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um I have a um like a gl- it's called the glue gun, G L O O, um which fires like an expanding foam. Mm -hmm. substance, which you can use to slow down enemies okay, um, or or get ready for, you know, a bash in the face with your monkey wrench that you're carrying around. It's like your default weapon. You've got a stun gun, which does a similar thing. Um, For some reason, it doesn't say it anywhere on the box, but I did get the pre-order bonus um, for the Cosmonaut shotgun pack, which is like an old school pump action uh, shotgun. Okay. Um, but again, and I've got a silence pistol straight out of GoldenEye, but none of them are making me a badass. Like, a silence
1: pistol is... I can imagine that the setting does not really need you to do that. I mean, we have Doom for that. Sure. If you want to feel badass and if you want to feel, like, all-powerful sci-fi weapons, you can play Doom.
0: Sure, but this leads me to my next thing, which is uh, the same problem I had with Dishonored 2, and I I, I think I spoke about this uh, in the last podcast with Rob, um... Dishonored too, the issue I had with that game is that they made the combat too hard. Yeah, okay. When the stealth isn't as easy as it could be. Like, you know, you've got these two options avoid combat altogether or go in and deal death, you know, go loud. The problem I have in Dishonored is that if you are like the stealth is is really difficult. So you end up missing a lot of the level because you take the quickest route through. Okay. Whereas if you do go into combat and you literally slaughter everybody, which is going to get you the bad ending and blah, 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 and all the chaos in the world, then you actually discover what an interesting and varied world they've they've built. Okay. So they, they do give you things here like, hey, you can sneak, you can use silenced weapons, you can avoid. There's always another route so they've also got a little bit deus ex in here, like you can put your Nero mod points into, let's say, repair or hacking or uh, body strength. So you can pick things up, which allows you to maybe get into a fire escape that wasn't available to you before. But if you can repair something, you can repair an automated turret that will help you in a, in an oncoming fight or you can take a hacking skill to get into a room without having to go all the way to the other side of the space station to get the key card. This okay. kind of thing. So you have those choices. But I'm like four, and, four hours in, I think, to the game. Mm-hmm. And I know there's more stuff coming up. I know that you start to get alien powers later on. Not just the mods that you're, you're using at the moment, um, which are like human powers. So I know there's a lot more to uncover. So I don't. I, I want to reserve judgment on whether it's kind of too hard to fight. But at the moment, I'm running around with like a half fucked up suit, and I can't find anything to repair it. Um, <laughs> my health, you know, I'm, I'm using a lot of health uh, medkits and things like this. Um, and and you will get hurt, and you will get bothered by even like the babyest of enemies. Okay. You know, it's not like one of these where you because ammo is really scarce as well. So if you're if you're looking to just run through the game shooting everything, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, this is not your game. Play yeah. Doom for that.
0: <laughs> exactly, but at the same time, you do want that if you have a shotgun that was your pre-order bonus, and you get face to face with uh, quite a tough enemy, like a you want to drop him. You know, it took me like eight shots, and I only had twelve available. <laughs>
1: For the whole game, so that's the only way you can get this weapon...
0: No, you... um, Okay, so they've got a crafting system. Mm -hmm. So you have your inventory, very much Resident Evil-style inventory with, you know, spinning stuff around to make it fit. You can expand it by putting points into your suit modification so you can have more pockets. Um, But you pick pick up a lot of junk around the level. So very much like in Bioshock vein, you can find, like,
1: empty
0: bullet canisters or whatever, that kind of thing. Yes. You're searching every trash can, you're searching every cupboard, you're searching, you know. And you can collect junk, which you then put into a recycler. It's very cool. It's just this massive, like, uh, wall-sized machine. You put all your junk in one end, it goes... And turns everything into, like, material that you can then use in a different machine, which is the fabricator. Okay. So it's very rare that you will find bullets laying around on a level mm-hmm. what you need to be doing is picking up all the shite off the floor and finding then your bullets. way back to a recycling point or a fabrication point to be able to recycle and fabricate the stuff you actually need mm-hmm. but this is my thing so medkits are quite generous okay. but ammo is not okay so clearly
1: you know. clearly it's not a game oriented for combat and and it tells you right away
0: it does tell you right away, but at the same time, it does. put I, I do feel that you're losing a lot if you're not seeing the areas. Like I, I skipped an area yesterday because I, I hacked the door. Mm-hmm. I popped my head in, tossed, saw two of these shadow creatures at once, and like one of them is a fairly tough fight. And I just backed out and locked the door again. I was like, no. <laughs> unless the game actually sends me in there, I don't have the stones to go and actually sort those two out at the moment. <laughs>
1: Good call, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, could be something, it could be something like Dead Space later on where I come back and I'm just like, I am God now. You know, once you've tooled up your suit to its highest level and once you've tooled up your all your weapons to, you know, to the top level, mm-hmm. um, it might switch into a different game. So I am going to reserve judgment. It is very interesting. Yep. Uh, it's a great exploration game with, you know, with very tense and stressful combat. <laughs> When you get into that, okay, um, but but it's got that Deus Ex like multi-branching. Do I put points into lift power to be able to clear stuff out? Do I hack? Do I repair?
1: All right, do let me know what you think then. Yeah. <laughs> we will save it for for a final impressions. Maybe a story or something.
0: <laughs> a little anecdote that I have is that you have uh, portable turrets. Yep, yeah. on occasion, and I picked one up and I carried him for about an hour and every time I went into a new place I put him down I deployed him just in case I had to come beating back out of that room with something chasing me (laughs) (laughs) and I was carrying it around for so long until I got into this one room with like a super powerful enemy that I just was just there you know yeah it doesn't seem to be like any level up type things or like you can't access this area until you have X level. It's like, no, I managed to find the key card. I went in and holy crap, there's this horrendous fire spitting demon who trashed my lovely turret that I'd been carrying around like every time. Like I'm going to open this door so I'm going to put the turret down <laughs> going <laughs> to open the turret then I'm going to open the door and see what's behind.
1: <laughs> Better be safe than sorry.
0: Exactly, and a couple of full spooky moments when, uh, you know, like I say, a uh, something that was on a table suddenly turns out to be a bad guy.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. that's the part that I would deal with the, the worst, I guess. Yeah, freaking paranoia yeah, Especially I with surround sound,
0: bad. surround sound headphones on, it's just like I lost my shit a couple of times. Right. <laughs> yep, not <it> for me. <laughs> and th- that's why I keep going back to spooky bonus because you're just like,
1: <sighs> it's a good kind of spooky. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just relaxing, you know, nothing's going to jump out on me. Especially having played Hellblade, followed by Prey, uh, two very intense, like, in-your-face games.
1: It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, yeah, that's about me. I did play Ruiner for a little bit, but I haven't played enough yet to really give my impressions on it, except that it's
1: pretty much, like, Hotline Miami. Maybe save it for the next, and you can share your whole impressions on it. Very much so. I would really like to hear them up, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, and also I bought Rocksmith for the fourth time.
1: For the fourth time already? <laughs> yeah.
0: Shit. Because <laughs> I had it on X360. Uh, then I had it on PC. Yeah. And I bought Rocksmith, the normal the normal Rocksmith, then Rocksmith 2014. Then I bought the software that links it both. Yeah. So you can play it all in, in one. Oh, nice. Uh and then, yeah, I don't really like having my guitar name on PC, so I, after my Fortnite refund, <laughs> I bought uh Rocksmith again for my PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, very so, nice. I am starting again with the Rocksmith.
1: I didn't even know that there was a PS4 version of Rocksmith, just so you know.
0: Yeah, you did, because I was trying to get you to get it for me for ages.
1: I thought it was a PS3 one, yeah. Ah, no, no, no. Good it's thing PS4. I didn't get it.
0: Yeah. The good news is that because I already own the real tone cable, I can buy it as many times as I want without laying out the extra cost.
1: Right. Yeah. They could have easily worked through that, so they could have forced you to use one cable for a per platform, but no, they weren't. Imagine that. No, yeah. they've
0: they've taken all my money. But uh I got the I got the remaster okay. uh version, which has a few DLC tracks included and a bunch of changes. Seems to be pretty nice so far.
1: Okay. So, I, I should get back to it. My guitar is actually just gathering dust over there, so. No. Oh boy. Do it, do it. Yeah. With all the
0: time you've got free.
1: Oh yeah, all the time. Eh. Well, for me, for me, you know, you know what
0: spurred me back into action for getting, uh, for getting this again. What? So uh, I went to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine the other day, and uh, jokingly I said to my girlfriend, "Who would you prefer? You know, Jared Leto, or?" ryan gosling because they're both in this movie they're both you know very hot girls love them men love them whatever <laughs> uh Everybody. i was like so out of you know if if it was both who would you prefer and she was her first thought was not about their hotness not about how cool they are whatever it's like yeah they can both play a musical instrument and sing <laughs> and i'm like mm, this means a lot to you obviously <laughs> Two days later, I bought Rocksmith. Like, I have to learn to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, Jared is going to come see my girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> you can never be sure when he's going to come around, but he will.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a very good reason, actually. So Yeah. yeah, I look forward cool. to your progress.
0: <laughs> totally. So I reckon on that bombshell, we can probably uh, finish and yep. go play some games. Yeah uh just remains for me to say uh yeah go check us out on goplaythat.com follow us on our youtube channel or even our twitch channel now we're back on twitch oh boy <laughs> what is it twitch.tv slash go play exactly yeah, that exactly that um yeah come and join us we're generally on there every night playing uh, something like Fortnite. anywhere that four of us can get together and have fun um yeah
1: and of course the website goplaythat.com that's the and one. If you have any feedback or any pointers to give us, anything you want us to talk about, just mail us at goplaythat.com.
0: Woo! And Bob, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back.
1: It's an absolute pleasure to be back. So, all right, we'll, I look forward to be here more often. Cool.
0: Well, with that, we'll sign off. We've been Tom Wolford, Bob Moratti for Go Play That. Catch you next time.
1: Bye. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, let's yeah.